Chapter Twenty of the Subjection of Isabel Carnaby. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathleen. The Subjection of Isabel Carnaby by Ellen Thornycroft Fowler. Chapter Twenty. Isabel's Temptation. One afternoon not long after the return of the setons from their wit-untied holiday the prime minister called upon isabel at her house in prince's gardens she was glad to see him with the gladness which the sight of a man who has once loved her almost always produces in a woman's mind there are few people towards whom women feel so kindly as towards the man whom they might have married but did not just as there are none whom they regard with such scorn and loathing as the man who might have married them but did not men dislike those to whom they have behaved badly even more than they dislike those who have behaved badly to them women on the contrary prefer those whom they have treated badly even to those who have treated them well he never pardons who hath done the wrong is a true saying as long as we stick to the pronoun he but substitute she for he and the line becomes utter nonsense for she who hath done the wrong not only pardons she commends she praises she rewards there is no kindness too extreme to be showered upon the injured one no favour too great to be shown to him if a man wishes a woman to become really attached to him he must not be kind to her he must allow her to be unkind to him it is part of the divinely feminine law of compensation therefore mrs seaton who had behaved abominably to the prime minister before he was ever a prime minister or she a mrs seaton cherished a sincere and lasting affection for lord wrexham and was always pleased to see and to be seen by him especially when as on the present occasion she was conscious that she had on a becoming gown she was too true a woman to flirt after she was married and she was much too true a woman not to want to do so the consuming passion to attract which is so incomprehensible to the women who do not feel it and so irresistible to the women who do was bred in the very bones of isabel when she ceased to feel it she would cease to breathe as for lord wrexham to him isabel was the only woman in the world and always would be but he had loved her far too well to make love to her now that she was another man's wife the bitterest day of his life had been the day when she wrote tekel across his name nothing had ever made up to him for that true fate had thrown into his lot certain ingredients which are supposed to compensate for a good deal in the lives of men notably the premiership but nothing had ever compensated him for the loss of isabel and nothing ever would he felt towards fate as we all feel towards that mysterious entity in shops called sign who comes forward after we have finally discovered that the article we want is not in stock and endeavours to persuade us that we really did not want that article at all but something absolutely different of which the shop is full for instance if we had asked in vain for black astrachan he begs to be allowed to fill the aching void with yards and yards of pink calico if we have found our prayers for knitted golf jerseys ruthlessly denied he attempts to fill our empty arms with silk umbrellas at cost price 
fate had treated poor lord wrexham very much the same as the being called sign treats us all in our season he had asked for isabel carnaby and fate had given him the prime ministership not by any means the same thing and he felt as we all feel in like circumstances both impatient and ungrateful i am very glad you are at home he began as i have something particular to say to you i came late in the hope that i should find you in and alone in that case you should have come early retorted isabel as a rule the later the hour the larger the meat you remind me of a very worthy girl i once knew she was apologizing to me for being married in lent and she said that as so many people seemed shocked at her being married in lent she had put off her wedding until the very last week wrexham smiled it always charmed him to hear isabel rattle on in her old inconsequent way nevertheless events have proved the wisdom of my course i have found you in and alone because nothing happens except the impossible and you should never expect anything but the unexpected or foresee anything except the unforeseen that is the wisdom of life then i will follow wisdom said lord wrexham and certainly her ways are ways of pleasantness when they lead me here you don't want to follow her wrexham she dwells with you it is not often that she avails herself of official residences but for the time being she has certainly taken up her abode in downing street lord wrexham fell in with isabel's mood i hope she will take up her abode there again when it is mr seaton's turn to occupy one of the official residences he never spoke of paul without the prefix mr it was the only sign he made of not having forgiven isabel's husband for having married isabel also he never addressed her by any name whatsoever the natural man kicked at having to say mrs seaton and the spiritual man hesitated at calling another man's wife by her christian name in many ways lord wrexham was very old-fashioned isabel shrugged her shoulders not she wisdom won't be dans cette galere but i shall and i shan't make a bad understudy in the enforced absence of the real article certainly you will not you are by far the wisest woman that i ever met as well as being the most brilliant isabel shook her head no i'm not not the wisest i mean i'll give in to you about the most brilliant but i'm not really wise wrexham that is why i admire it so much in you you'll find as a rule that the people we all admire most are the people who really are what we ourselves pretend to be i do not agree with you i consider you extremely wise and i think you should use your wisdom for the benefit of your husband and his followers i know that you and i are one in thinking that they are going too fast and that in grasping too much they will lose everything and i feel that it is for you to influence the advanced section of the party through your influence with your own husband you know as well as i do that there is nothing that mr seaton would not do for you and i want you to use that power in order to save the party from being first disintegrated and then destroyed lord wrexham was far too just a man not to admit to the full his rival's excellence as a husband and a politician again isabel shook her head but that's just what i don't want to do i would give anything to convince paul that i am right and that he is wrong with regard to the present political crisis which according to you and me isn't a crisis at all and shouldn't be treated as such 
but i couldn't bear to do what he thought wrong and i thought right just to please me which is what he is quite capable of doing rexham looked puzzled as long as the drag was put on the liberal wheel he did not see that the inner machinery of the drag used was a matter of much moment you see isabel went on confidentially it is like this a man will do anything that a woman asks as a favor and nothing that she advises as the wisest course if she begs her husband to stand on his head just to please her he'll be found for hours together wrong end uppermost waving his feet aloft as if he were a pigeon in a pie but if she tries to prove to him that the head is a safer mode of locomotion than the feet and that he will be acting more wisely if he adopts it as such that man will stick to his own feet as long as the world stands and won't even go to the antipodes for fear he should thereby seem to be following his wife's superior advice and walking upside down oh i know them and isabel sighed over the weaknesses of the stronger sex well that makes everything more easy for you said the prime minister endeavouring to follow the thread of her argument no 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 it doesn't just the very opposite that way of managing a husband is quite the best way in domestic politics no home is complete without it but it doesn't do in really big things it is too great a responsibility for the woman don't you understand it is the knowledge that paul will do anything that i ask him which often keeps me from asking anything of course it is excellent to have a woman's strength but it is dangerous to use it like a woman i think i begin to see what you mean replied rexham slowly isabel babbled on i do hate a bossy kind of wife the sort that makes her husband's mind up for him and then sees that he doesn't change it that isn't playing the game now i always pride myself on never doing anything that i can't do really well that is why i never play the violin or talk to young girls i am sure you could do both extremely well there was not much that rexham did not believe could be done excellently by mrs paul seaton no i couldn't therefore i don't do them at all but you'd be surprised at the things i've done well in my time isabel added naively i should not that i can swear yes you would i've been surprised myself and you can't think better of me than i do i remember once mrs gaythorne made me go to a village dorcas meeting with her and you should just have seen the flannel petticoat that i made it was a perfect dream i can well believe it well then you see having laid down a rule that i would never do anything unless i could do it well i did not marry without making up my mind to be one of the best wives that ever hopped through a wedding ring and the best sort are not the bossy sort and it's no good pretending that they are the moment isabel had delivered herself of this statement it occurred to her that it was not quite the happiest thing imaginable to have said to her present company but being a woman of the world having said the wrong thing she stuck to it the crowning mistake of conversation is to show that one knows one has made a mistake just as nine times out of ten the greatest insult one can give is to offer an apology so she went gaily on therefore having become a past mistress in the fine art of being a good wife i cannot debase my art by using it for unworthy purpose art for art's sake is ever the motto of true artists 
be they artists in word or in colors paperers or painters so to speak and art ceases to be art when it becomes a means and not an end isabel had succeeded in covering her retreat neatly yes yes doubtless you are right at any rate i am sure you know best as to how far you are justified in influencing your husband's political life but that is not really what i came to say to you this afternoon there is something else and what is that something very interesting i hope it is something which concerns yourself and therefore is of supreme interest to me thank you vexham you always put things so nicely that one is apt to forget you are a prime minister the long and short of the matter is this continued lord wrexham in his slightly ponderous manner on account of his health gravesend has had to resign the governorship of tasmania and i want to know if you would like me to offer the post to your husband isabel gasped it is always a little overpowering suddenly to find one's heart's desire within one's grasp that is what i really came to say to you added wrexham but why say it to me and not to my husband isabel was herself again the impertinent self which could ask such pertinent questions wrexham began to explain in his usual somewhat laborious fashion because owing to certain reasons which i need not enter into now it seems probable that the liberal party will continue in power and you must understand it is not customary to offer a colonial governorship to a man who is sure of a seat in the cabinet before long it looks too much like shelving him then why shelve paul was the quick rejoinder of paul's wife that is just what i am endeavouring to explain to you because i happen to know that you would very much like this appointment and because it is you who are my friend not mr seaton i only feel an interest in him because he is your husband he meant that he only felt a hatred for paul because isabel was paul's wife but that was neither here nor there it is your pleasure and happiness that concern me he went on not mr seaton's my happiness is bound up with my husband's said isabel haughtily the woman was suddenly merged in the wife and for a moment she almost hated wrexham then so far as it is mr seaton's wishes are of supreme importance to me replied wrexham with unfailing courtesy and if you wish it i will offer mr seaton this appointment at once no 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 wait a bit don't be in such a hurry i want to think isabel spoke impatiently she had noted the mister and knew the social exclusiveness which it implied and the moment of hatred was prolonged into two believe me i would not hurry you for anything i will leave you to think the matter over and you can send me a line in a day or so just yes or no will be sufficient i shall understand said the prime minister rising from his seat no no don't go stay here i can think it over just as well in a few minutes as in a few days in fact better i never make a mistake except through caution just as you like my time is at your disposal replied wrexham with his usual old-fashioned politeness and straightway buried himself after the manner of the babes in the wood in the sweet green leaves of the westminster gazette isabel got up from her chair and went to the window at the far end of the back drawing-room where she stood looking out upon the gardens in the rear of the house it was a tremendous temptation and she recognized it as such not only would she herself have the sort of life she liked best 
but if she accepted wrexham's offer paul would be saved from making those mistakes which she felt convinced he would make as soon as he became a cabinet minister the country was not ripe for the reforms proposed by paul and his section of the party would not be ripe for some years to come and the liberal majority which owing to the turn affairs had taken now seemed probable at the next general election would be speedily turned into defeat by the oft-repeated radical error of plucking the apple before it was ripe and then where would paul and his followers be deeply buried under the onus of having broken up the liberal party and restoring to power the present opposition just now the government majority was so small that nothing vigorous in the shape of reform could be contemplated but when the hands of the radicals were strengthened as there seemed every likelihood that they would be after the forthcoming dissolution there was no revolution too immense no mistake too egregious for them to attempt to effect thus mrs seaton reasoned and felt that it was her duty as well as her pleasure to accept the prime minister's offer and so to save her husband from himself of course there was the bare possibility that paul might be right and she wrong with regard to what was best for the country but that possibility seemed so very remote that she speedily dismissed it from the line of argument but on the other hand there was paul himself with his own hopes and desires and wishes what right had she to frustrate these hopes even if she believed them to be delusive what right to disappoint those wishes even though they might be opposed to hers there was no doubt that his political position was strengthening every day a year or two ago the possibility of his having a place in the cabinet was frequently hinted at now the possibility of a liberal cabinet being reconstructed without him never occurred to anybody and even if her foreboding came true and his reign was doomed to a swift and suicidal ending he would still have been a cabinet minister and that is something in a man's life in fact the only thing except herself that paul had ever set his whole heart upon and had she any right to stand between him and the realization of his life's ambition any right to stand between him and the fulfillment of his heart's desire she knew that he would at once accept the colonial appointment if it were offered to him she had no doubts upon that score had she not once said that she wished for it and were not her wishes always paramount with him she was well aware that unselfishness was one of the strongest elements in her husband's character and that he carried it to such a pitch where she was concerned that her happiness was really and truly his that his could not exist apart from hers but how far was she justified in taking advantage of this deep and passionate and selfless affection even if she believed that she was acting for his good as well as for her own the very plenitude of her power made her pause before exercising it all these thoughts raced through her mind as she stood looking out upon the trees in the garden and lord wrexham studied the pages of the westminster gazette then suddenly there came into her head a conversation she had once had with poor gabriel carr about the sanctity of marriage and stray phrases from the marriage service rang in her ears wilt thou obey and serve him did that mean wilt thou so order his life that he shall have no voice in the matter that this woman may be loving and amiable faithful and obedient did this mean may she have such a strong will of her own that her husband for the sake of peace will always give in to her for the husband is the head of the wife 
did that convey the idea that it was hers to command and his to submit hers to express a wish and his to carry it out ye wives be in subjection to your own husbands was this an apostolic rendering of the modern notion that it is a woman's right to take her own way independently of the man she has married and to live her own life utterly regardless of him and as these thoughts rapidly chased each other through her active brain isabel knew for a certainty that she would reject wrexham's offer it was the only course open to her as long as she regarded her marriage as a sacrament and her husband as her lord and master divinely appointed there was no alternative subjection might mean all sorts of things but it could not possibly mean having one's own way at all costs and in defiance of all authority if she attempted to prove that it did not a dictionary in england would support her as she herself had said she could make up her mind as well in a few minutes as in a few days and she had made it up it's no good wrexham she said as she came back into the front drawing-room i can't accept it was nice of you to think of me but the thing is impossible just as you please lord wrexham's manner was as ponderously polite as ever it was impossible to tell from the expression of his face whether he approved or disapproved of mrs seaton's decision i can't put my interests before paul's in that way it would be too horrid of me i thought you said they were identical lord wrexham always experienced an indulgent pleasure when he convicted isabel of inaccuracy isabel drew herself up i said that our happiness was identical if you do quote you should always be careful to verify your quotations especially if you use them to point morals or to adorn tales wrexham took his snubbing quite meekly he thought that he had deserved it but he did not think that paul seaton had deserved the happiness which was identical with isabel's and he never would think so however long he might be prime minister of england a few nights after this when paul and isabel were sitting together after dinner preparatory to paul's going back to the house isabel said what's the matter paul you've been so quiet all through dinner that i feel sure something must be the matter with you but i didn't like to ask before the servants if it was an ill-digested foreign policy or merely an ill-digested meal has anything vexed you really well darling it has and it hasn't what a statesmanlike answer go on well my own if you want to know the truth it is this you remember once saying to me that you should like me to be appointed governor of tasmania in gravesend's place if he resigned don't you isabel remembered only too well and intimated as much as she came and sat on the arm of her husband's chair while he enjoyed his post-prandial cigar well then continued paul i was wrong in imagining that wrexham might offer it to me that's all gravesend has resigned and wrexham has given the place to lord bobby thistletown and you are disappointed oh paul there was positive anguish in isabel's voice surely her great renunciation had not been in vain after all only on your account my sweet i thought you wanted it and paul's arm stole lovingly around his wife's waist and didn't you want it yourself there was still anxiety in isabel's blue eyes i for myself good gracious no but i want everything that you want sweetheart as i can only find my happiness in yours you know that well enough 
but you wouldn't have wanted it if you hadn't thought i did you are quite sure of that isabel persisted good heavens no how could i it would have been the final shelving of me and the end of my political career but all the same i should have taken it if wrexham had given me the chance because i thought it would please you isabel laid her cheek tenderly upon the top of paul's head then that would have been very wrong dearest very wrong indeed your wishes ought to regulate our lives not mine yours will however as long as i am master in my own house i can tell you that well they oughtn't to well they will i don't think that this is the proper way of bringing a wife into subjection to her own husband paul laughed subjection be hanged your happiness is my first object and always will be it makes me far happier to see you happy than to be happy myself if you will excuse the bull in fact i can only be happy through you so that it is really the height of selfishness on my part to do the things that give you pleasure isabel nestled up to him you are quite the nicest husband that was ever invented she whispered it was a happy find of mine when i chanced upon you not so lucky as mine by a long way answered paul kissing her but about this tasmanian business are you disappointed my darling because if you are i shall never forgive wrexham as long as i live for not shelving me no i'm not a bit disappointed paul i've changed my mind since that time i talked to you about lord gravesend i'd much rather see you a cabinet minister than a colonial governor i'd much rather see myself one i can tell you that replied paul with a huge sigh of relief it was such a comfort to him to find that isabel had not cared about that tasmanian appointment after all but what about yourself my sweet i thought you had set your heart upon being an excellency so i had but i've changed my heart i mean my mind and now i'd far rather be a cabinet ministering angel than a colonial governess if these are the proper terms for the wives for those offices well i'm very glad to hear it said paul kissing her again exceedingly glad i can tell you for much as i should like to be in the cabinet it would be no pleasure to me if it didn't please you as well but you really would enjoy it for yourself wouldn't you rather my only fear is that i am not a big enough man for the place oh you are big enough for that replied isabel coolly you are what i should call ordinary cabinet size but it would please you too wouldn't it my darling paul persisted it would it would please me most tremendously answered isabel and as she thrilled at the touch of her husband's arm round her she knew that she was speaking the truth after paul had gone back to the house she went up into the drawing-room and stood with her elbows on the mantelpiece looking thoughtfully down upon the mass of flowers which filled the unused fireplace i have done the right thing she said to herself there's no shadow of doubt whatever upon that score the poor darling would simply have jumped at that silly governorship if wrexham had offered it to him just to please me and it would have spoiled the rest of his life for him poor dear it was my turn to give way this time and never to let him know that i had done so it would be all spoiled if he were to find out that i had given it up for his sake so he never must i really think that i am on all fours with s peter as to the meaning of the word subjection this was the sort of thing he had in his mind at the time this or its roman and jewish equivalent 
but nevertheless she added with a sigh as she glanced at herself in the mirror of the overmantel i should have dearly loved to be an excellency it is after all the only really graceful way of growing old End of chapter twenty